Hello, everyone. My name is Hannah Liebus. I want to welcome you to our She Rises Studios podcast, where we come to you every single day, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time across all the major uh, podcast platforms. And we get to interview some of the most incredible, phenomenal women powerhouses across the globe. I am here today, and I'm super excited. I'm here with my very, very good friend, Jennifer Kearns. Um, she is an incredible woman, and you're about to hear why. So the topic of today's uh, podcast is called No More Shame, which I'm already like excited to hear, because whenever she speaks, you get the goosebumps. Um, but a little bit about her. Jennifer is the founder of Lady Rebel Club, which is, is an incredible organization. It's a neurodivergent, she is a neurodivergent entrepreneur. She's a cancer warrior. She has hidden disabilities. Um, she's an advocate for so many people across the globe. She's a three-time international best-selling author. Uh, she's a speaker. She's definitely a change maker. Um, she is out to empower, to energize, and to elevate women specifically, but I feel like just across the board, men and women. Um, you are an entrepreneur who has really broken some major barriers. And I want to, first of all, welcome you. And second of all, I I, uh, I don't even know where to start. I feel like this podcast could be literally three hours, honestly, because there's you've just done so much. You know, we've worked with you, um, I, I want to say almost since day one um, of, our, of our creation of She Rises Studios. But you have been at this. This is something that you have really been going through the trenches in terms of spreading awareness. So, so let's talk. What do you mean by no more shame? Um, share a little bit about who you are and let's, let's dive in. Let's do this. Yes. Oh, what an <laughs> intro. Like lots to live up to there. <laughs> um, yes. Well, thanks very much, Hannah, for having me here. Um, so yeah, so for me, the whole premise about no more shame is that comes from, I guess, two aspects. One is my own lived experience, which is very much the point that I always started, you know, try to talk from is my own experience, my own truth. Um, but also those that I've witnessed um, firsthand, those shared with me, whether inside, you know, the Lady Rebel Club or, you know, in other groups, um, She Rises group and things as well, where I've met, um, you know, uh, different women who have shared you know, these sort of um, feelings and thoughts with me as well. And unfortunately, I think it goes to say, you know, for lots of people who might feel different in one aspect or another. But again, uh, coming from my perspective of my own lived experiences in regards to, you know, hidden disabilities, uh, being neurodivergent, things like that, it's a lot of times we can be made to feel by others intentionally and sometimes not intentionally. Um, you know, that there's a lot of shame in, in being different, that we're less than, you know, that we're not good enough. Um, what's wrong with you? You look quote unquote normal. You know, you don't look like, you know, <laughs> you don't look like, you know, you don't have the mental capacity or you don't look like you're not capable of doing whatever it might be doing. And, you know, all of this really makes us feel just, yeah, like there, there's just so much shame heaped upon us. 
And whether it's, and again, from my own experiences, way back before I was even online, you know, my husband and I had a, a consultancy for like near 15 years that we ran together. And it was nice. It was cozy. It was all off referrals. You know, it was fantastic. We didn't have to do a lot of marketing. But even then, well before I knew I was neurodivergent, well before I had, I knew that I had cancer anyway. And it was just, you know, like autoimmune disorders and I had fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. But even then, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't want my clients to know. You know, I don't want my clients to know I have fibromyalgia or to know I have this. And then especially once I found out I was neurodivergent, you know, it was like, oh my goodness, I didn't tell people. I didn't even tell my own and my own mother for a year and a half, almost two years when I found out because I wasn't even sure how she was going to react. And so, yeah, I think it's just, you know, a lot of people maybe not knowing either what to say or a lot of the, the you know, sort of just a lot of the biases that we're just raised with, you know, we all have them in one fashion or another. And, you know, it's, it's how those come out um, and how people, like I said, just make you feel just like you're not good enough. And really you do have a genuine fear. A lot of us of, mm -hmm. right. You know, do I put my hand up and do I let people know? Because once that's out of the box, then, you know, you can't put it back in. But you tell the audience when you say neurodivergent, I understand what it means. But for some listeners who may not, what exactly would you consider neurodivergent? Yeah, sure. So, you know, the concept of neurodiversity, that in and of itself as a whole is, you know, almost like a movement and in, in, you know, in itself. And that it's looking at, mm -hmm. you know, how because everybody's brain is slightly different from everybody else's, right? Um, but there, you would have your quote unquote more neurotypical, which basically means the cognitive, um, certain aspects of your brain, including maybe the cognitive functions or, or different elements work how most brains, again, quote unquote, typically work. And then you have neuro, you know, neurotypical, and then you have neurodivergent. So neurodivergent brains, which would be, you know, like, um, OCD, autistic, ADHD, dyslexic, dyspraxia. Um, you know, there could be, you know, lots of different areas, um, around that. Um, is typically things that we would look at that would be neurodivergent. So the functions, you know, my brain functions slightly different than what, again, most quote unquote mm -hmm. normal brains would. Um, and it's a way of kind of, you know, the concept with that sort of terminology was to take some of the stigma out. So not only could we see that there, you know, through science over the years and study and research that, yes, there was kind of this group, you know, of um, conditions to, in one hand, you might call them, uh, but also a lot of us feel like it's actually part of who we are because, again, it's how our brain is made. Mm -hmm. You know, my my mm -hmm. my neurodivergence is part of me. It's very much parts of me. It affects maybe aspects of my personality, how I deal with things, um, and in in and of itself, most of us wouldn't, you know, say that it's a disability or a hidden disability. There could be aspects in it that can, you know, affect us in different ways. So, for instance, a lot of us might have, you know, higher risk of anxiety. Now, that doesn't necessarily come mm -hmm. from the neurodivergency itself, but more from how we engage with the environment and more importantly, how the environment, including other humans, engage with us, you know, and the anxiety and the stress mm -hmm. that that can cause. So... There's, you know, there's, there's plus and minuses to everything. You know, I have a lot of positives, you know, and they're in general, again, not to stereotype in any way, but in general, you know, you would see a lot of things, you know, like um, a lot of really, really strong grit. You know, people with disabilities as a whole have a lot of grit. 
Um, you know, I kind of, I've always said that I was kind of born with <laughs> coming out of my pores because of the nerd, you know, the, the, with the, the, the neurodivergent aspect, um, creativity, thinking outside the box, um, so much so that, you know, even on LinkedIn now, you know, they have dyslexic thinking as an actual, you know, thing you can tick and say, this is, you know, this is, this is something that I have now, unfortunately, I would have liked to have seen them roll that out to all neurodivergent thinking and not just dyslexic thinking, but one step at a time, right? <laughs> you know, you, you say that there are so many positives and I, I want to make sure that our listeners are understanding. Mm. You are speaking and, and making this movement, and I call it the Lady Rebel Club movement. It's just how I refer mm. to, to what you're doing. You are basically saying, okay, so yes, we are, we have hidden disabilities, but it shouldn't stop you from seeing us differently from anyone else. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't stop you from wanting to do business. It shouldn't stop you from anything because yeah. at the end of the day, we, like you said, our minds are all different. I call our beautiful. I call our minds beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're just designed differently. And so what you've done and what you're doing is you're saying, Hey, we we're still worthy we still can accomplish everything that someone who doesn't have a disability can do yep. and you have proved that over and over you've written three books you've become a best best-selling author in all three you have your movement you have your own podcast you have your own magazine you have your own group i mean the list goes on and on of the grit that you're talking about and the avenues and the doors that you've opened for others that you've paved the way basically um, for so many to come behind you because you've done the hard work, the grit. And you're right. You, when you are faced with a chronic illness or a hidden disability, it is a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. So you do have that, that um, you have to have like that unstoppable mindset. You have to have patience with yourself. Yeah. You have to have patience with <laughs> Which is the hardest. You have to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself grace. You have to embrace who you are. You have to kind of like it's like it's a it's an ever um, ever not never but an ever ending um, process. Definitely. So you you definitely have have done an incredible um, job of of advocating um, for so many people who were afraid to step into the entrepreneurial world for women who were afraid to share, mm -hmm. Hey, I have a hidden disability. Hey, I have a chronic illness and I'm afraid people won't look at me, won't trust me, won't hire me, won't use me because of this. And you've changed that you're continuing to change that. And, you know, we've had the privilege of working with you and mind you, for anyone who's listening, Jen and I have never met in person yet. I say yes. I say yet. yes. But we've had numerous conversations and, you know, I, I learned something new about you every day. And one thing that stands out to me is I have never seen you as someone different. I've seen you as this woman who thrives, who is inspirational who is strong and no matter what life throws at you, you just keep going. You know, you're getting hit with lemons. You make lemonade, you get hit with strawberries. You're making a pie. Like the list goes on and on. Like you just don't stop. So what would be 
what do you think has been the hardest part of this journey for you, Jen? What what would you say it's been? I would say, hmm, it's kind of a hard question. I think initially the hardest part for me was being visible. Um, you know, I masked so mm. much when I was younger, which is kind of a neurodivergent term, meaning, um, and especially women autistics are very, very good at it. And we, it allows us to kind of blend in. Um, so we kind of, you know, mimic those around us a lot of times, you know, not, you know, it's, 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 um, unconscious, uh, or not unconscious, but subconscious, I should say. <laughs> Um, unconscious would be a little strange now, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's okay. Um, but I love it. Yeah, it's okay. For me, it, it, is, it is the aspect of visibility and especially, you know, within the business. And, you know, um, even when we first started to come online, like I knew, always knew I wanted to do live video was a big part of our strategy. Um, it took me a year. And I say that with, you know, and it was a hard year. Like it started off with me doing lives at 11 o'clock at night for 10 seconds, literally in the dark of my bathrobe, you know, inside a private group with like five people. Mm. <laughs> that was where I had to start, you know, and now I can hop on. I mean, like, like you know, now doing, doing the podcast and just doing different things. So it took, but it took me a long time. And I still have that, that niggle, you know, that creeps in, but that was a massive personal thing that I had to come over. I, I would say if I, another big hurdle that's very ongoing as well would be just what you touched on with saying, you know, how we have to, I think it's accepting that as much as I want to do absolutely everything, I do have to realize that I do have limits at, you know, at times. Um, and I think sometimes when we, you know, when we are the superwoman that we are, and I know you're exactly like this too, Hannah, because so, you get the finger wag from me sometimes like, all right, come on, what are you doing? You're doing too much. Go take a rest. <laughs> uh, because we want to do it all. And we, yes, yes, yes and we you, don't want to do. stop, right? We want to do all of the things. We've got the plan. We know what we want to do. We know how we want to roll it out. We, we know the impact that we want to make. And I think that that's such a driver for us that, you know, it does keep us, you know, going and motivating and pushing through when things are really hard. But at the same time, we do have to mm -hmm. give ourselves that recovery time and give ourselves that space um, to rest, you know, and recoup. And there are times where I just have to stand back as I know you've had to at times and say, you know what, I just am not doing much this week. Or maybe, you know, I've had to stand back and say, well, look, I'm not going to go on live video for a few weeks because I'm burnt out. You know, I just need to, I, from the visibility, I need to, you know, it takes a toll after a while. So I need to kind of back up and, and recoup and and then I'll start again. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's for me because that's out of my control. That is probably actually I have the two, um, you know, thinking about it probably the hardest. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, for those of you who have not checked out, I, I highly encourage you, everyone needs to go to your page, to to your page, um, to Jennifer Carnes on Facebook, because <laughs> when you say when you say how hard it was for you to be visible and, and like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, you know, we, we've worked with you for quite some time, you would <laughs> never know that being visible yes. was a struggle for you. I mean, you are witty, you're funny <laughs> as heck. And like the terms that you use just the overall, like it's, 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 it never ceases to amaze me. Um, 
you know, when I'm, when I'm having like this crazy day, whatever, <laughs> I can go to your page and, and, and I, I learn something, I laugh, um, you know, we, t we talk in messenger. I mean, you've really, um, been a huge, um, incredible inspiration to me and and so and i know for others and you and you continue to do so so when you say <laughs> visibility i'm just like really because you know, know that's all we've done together is visibility uh, marketing sharing just you know um but but the point of what I, why i'm saying this is um mm -hmm. you've been vulnerable you've been open um and that yeah. is hard a lot of people would not do that you know, um, and you share and it's not because you're looking for mm -hmm. for sympathy or pity. You're sharing because you want people to understand that this is real, that this is a journey and that you're that they're not alone. That's why you do what you do. Well, I think it's that. And, you know, it's definitely letting them know that they're not alone, that if I can do it, they can do it. But I think also mm -hmm. to. You know, and there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup. There's nothing wrong with having a filter, you know, on our photos. There's nothing wrong with, you know, and of course not everybody doesn't share every little thing that goes on in their life, right? But I think especially in the, you know, in the online space, we're so smothered in fake crap. <laughs> this is the best way I, think I can put it that, you know, and I think it is just coming out, you know, and letting people know that, look, you know, we can have a crap day. Like I know when we were doing a lot of the marketing for the first book, you know, when we were, we were online, like live, it was, I think it was like, you know, every day for, it seemed like six, <laughs> six months. And I was, I was going live in my onesie on Instagram. And I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm in my onesie, you know, deal with it. This is how I'm not, I didn't get dressed today. I'm in my onesie and this is how yeah. it is, you know, and it's, it's letting people know that, look, it doesn't stop me from being the human being that I am. It doesn't stop me from being, a, you know, a great mom and loving my kids, you know, and, um, you know, and being, you know, great at doing all the business stuff that I do and, you know, and wanting to be a leader and doing all the, you know, setting all the goals and wanting to hit those goals or surpass them even. So just because we're not perfect, you know, we see this kind of fake perfectness everywhere. Um, and like I said, we don't always look perfect or we might not even always feel perfect. In fact, I'm sure you're like me more often than not, we feel very less. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, the days that we feel, you know, great are probably few and far between like physically. I mean, mm -hmm. um, but we get on with it, you know, and that's, I think, you know, your personality, you know, is very much like mine. And it's funny because when you talk about the books and, and everything, and I remember when, you know, Adriana, um, who's obviously the other co-founder here and your daughter, uh, had reached out to me about doing the book. And I was like, yes, I'm, I want to do it. It sounds great. And then it hit me, oh, shish kebabs, right? I'm going to try it out to cars. But, oh, shish kebabs. This is going to be on people's shelves. I'm not going to know. No, 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 no. I can't do this. And then I was like, no, thanks anyway, but no. And then I was like, no, but I do want to do it. And look, here you are. <laughs> and I think a three-time best-selling author, so international best-selling yes. author for taking, number one, you know, you, you believed in yourself first and foremost. Mm. I mean, let's get that message out there. You, you had to believe and have faith in yourself mm. that you could do it. And then secondly, you had faith in us. Mm. And so it's been, it's, it's like I've said over and over and I'll continue to say so, you know, it's been an incredible journey. Um, one of the challenges I remember, and speaking of bathrobes, you know, like we lit the torch for <laughs> book one and um, we were literally yes. in our pajamas. 
you've shared like um, pictures with a towel on your head um, saying, look, this is, this is real life shit here. And, but I'm fitting yeah. in, mm-hmm. you know, you're, and, and most of all, you're a mom, mm-hmm. you're a mama, yeah. you know, so you're running businesses, you're, you're you have children, um, you're, you're fighting cancer, mm-hmm. you're, you're a wife and, and you have all these different things going on, but through it all, you're still showing up. Mm-hmm. You're being visible. And that is, uh, you know, remarkable. So with, you know, this is another podcast episode where I could say we could sit here and talk for yes. hours, have part two, part 10. <laughs> but what I want to know is number one, um, leave us with something today, you know, a message that you want to share with, with our listeners. And number two, tell us some of the exciting projects that you have coming up with Lady Rebel Club. Um, I know what they are, but I feel like the listeners need to know what they are and everyone needs to go and check you out <laughs> so they can see what I'm talking about. Um, you know, so, so yeah. Yeah, well, I think as far as like projects go, we have, as you mentioned, we just, you know, I just recently launched the podcast a few weeks ago called Rebel Hour. Um, we have our magazine called Roar Magazine, which is just coming out this weekend. Yay. And then um, our YouTube is coming out probably around the 1st of June. Um, I had to push it back a couple of weeks because I went on holiday a few weeks ago for a few days. So I put my schedule back. And, and then we have a book coming out in October called Rebel with a Cause. Um, it's very much um, kind of, it's kind of an anthology series, but with a twist that also brings in a lot of research and guest writers um, and things like that. It's kind of combining, you know, the academic and the research around being neurodivergent and disabilities on true life stories. Um, so yes, I'm really excited about that, which of course has been inspired by being, you know, with yourselves and, and, you know, I know from, even though I was, I was always doing hard things, you know, and, and working, like I said, I was doing my video and stuff sort of before I met yourselves, but, you know, it definitely, my experience, you know, when first coming on with the book has just been such a whirlwind of craziness, like good craziness, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, a whirlwind of craziness in a good way. And, you know, our mompreneur book just as, you know, came out not, not long ago, which has been fantastic. And, you know, if you haven't been any of the books yet, you definitely should because, yeah, working with the team is so, you talk about being inspiring and so are you and Adriana, you know, as well. Well, we're, you know, we're, we're honored and and humbled by, by being able to work, you know, with you, um, you know, to be a part of your journey and, and vice versa. Um, I think that this is just the, truly the beginning. Um, I, I'm fully aware of, of what Lady Rebel Club does. Um, but I think that, um, you know, by you being a guest on here, um, speaking and sharing and, and you having your podcast, you just getting the word out has, has been, you know, a tremendous support to so many. Um, I do want to congratulate you on, on being a third time bestselling author and you you're about to be a fourth with your book. Cause I know it will be, I have no doubt in my mind, you know, um, being an author, writing books, doing podcasts, creating magazines, doing YouTube, like all these things are not easy tasks. You, you, you mm-hmm. literally are, are, um, 
in the in the grit of it all. And yet you smile, you show up and and show out. And so congratulations to you. Thank you for for spending some time with me today. Um, we will definitely mm -hmm. include uh, how to find Jennifer, uh, her group, and, and all her information in the show notes. Um, thanks, Jen, for being here. We love and adore you. And until next time. Yes, and thank you. And I, I guess just a, a last thought I would leave with people is just to know that you are enough. Even No matter what your difference is, you know, different isn't less. And just know that you're enough exactly how you are. That's right. That is right. All right, ladies. And thanks very much for having me. Always, we will have you back again and again and again. So have an incredible week ahead. And yes, remember you are enough. Thank you, Jen. And thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Thank you all so much for joining another episode of She Rises Studios podcast. Please follow us online at She Rises Studios. You can also visit our website at www.sherisesstudios.com.